welcome to our second episode of Enterprise Radio. You might notice that we're a little different this time. We're actually not on Spotify. We're now on YouTube, so you can see our faces. Hopefully that isn't disappointing and we are as beautiful as you imagined us. Um, but in a time when you know everyone is struggling to connect, we thought this would be a much better way to connect with all of you. But again, I'm Kira Colburn, Head of Content at Workbench, and I'm sitting with my colleague, Kelly Mack, Principal on the team. Hey, Kira. Hey, everybody. Kira, really, uh, really excited that you had me come back onto the show. I wasn't sure if you, if, you know, I'd be invited to the next one, but glad to be here. I mean, we got some reviews and they said that that you were still up to par. So we'll keep Yeah, I think <laughs> weren't the reviews, what is that weird voice? What is what do they look like? And that's why we're, you know, we're putting it on YouTube. <laughs> Everyone just needed to know what we looked like. Yeah. But for people in New York City, it's actually, um, we had a snowstorm last night. So there's about a foot of snow, but it is quickly melting. Kelly, I don't know if you got more snow than us over in Brooklyn. I'm in Hoboken, so we are yeah, on other know, sides of the island. All I, all I can see is outside my window. It seems like with the sun currently melting things, I'm not sure how long it'll stick, but um, you know, hopefully maybe later today, I can get a chance to enjoy the snow. Some of my favorite pastimes were in the snow. So yeah. <laughs> my family used to have a giant hill behind our house that we would go sledding down, but there was um, thorn bushes at the bottom of it. So you had oh, to do like a very strategic quick turn right when you got to the bottom. That um, is you didn't dangerous. have any accidents, but yeah, there it, it could have gone that, much worse than it did. <laughs> well, I was going to say that reminds me of a story I have where I was sledding on someone else's hill and ripped up their bushes and stuff. And then they came out and yelled at me and, and uh, me and my friends had to make a quick getaway. And, you know, that is probably to this day, one of my, uh, you know, <laughs> what am I get? I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that's okay. Um, well, Kelly, do you want to uh, reintroduce Workbench to everyone so they know a little bit about us? Yeah, for those of you who don't know us, Workbench, early stage venture capital firm. We're fully based in New York City, have a team, uh, amazing team of five of us. We love all things go to market. And if you're tuning into Enterprise Radio, you'll be hearing the latest and greatest enterprise tech news beyond our Enterprise Weekly newsletter that we send out every Friday. And so Kira and I, along with some surprise guests along the way, We'll be hosting the show at the end of every month to nerd out on the enterprise tech world. And one thing I'll mention is that if you would love to be on the show, please reach out. Or if you have any topics that you think that we should talk about, because you just love to hear our perspective, do let us know. Yeah, so last month we launched, launched our very first episode talking about enterprise tech's overall resiliency during the pandemic. And we had a bunch of proof points, you know, as more things were moving to the cloud and the rising cloud demand. And normally December is a very slow news month, you know, internally companies are wrapping up all of their stuff, but um, this December was completely different as everything else was this year. So I guess I can give you a recap of December in about one minute. So perhaps the biggest news of all was Salesforce acquired Slack for $27.7 billion. It's Salesforce's largest, largest acquisition to date. Um, S&P also acquired financial data provider IHS Market, um, C3.ai IPO'd, Google and Amazon were fined for GDPR violations. There were a ton of GDPR violations. Um, there's still a lot of crackdowns going on the rest of the month. 
um, and SaaS earnings were skyrocketing. So like MongoDB, Smartsheet, Asana, Sumo Logic, a whole bunch of others all beat analyst estimates. And at this point, it's like such a broken record, but like the rise in cloud demand is just really driving all of this because of remote working. Um, and last but not least, there was a really big solar winds hack this past week. So let me catch my breath after I say all of that in one minute. But I mean, it was a pretty interesting December, don't you think, Kelly? Yeah, it was a super interesting December. As you mentioned, it kicked off with that acquisition of Slack by Salesforce. Um, it's a little long in the tooth at this point. Uh, there's been a lot of analysis. Um, I do wonder though what the future plans are when it comes to integrations between the two companies. I think the way that we're, I mean, the, well, the way that we're thinking about it is that there are a couple of opportunities to be had here, and it'll depend on whether or not they're able to execute it on it. Whether that's spreading wider across the enterprise for Slack, whether that's on the sales side, marketing side, um, customer success. You know, there's a bunch of different personas that can start to use Slack more. And then there's the opportunity for Salesforce itself to get closer to that developer workflow, considering they've already made acquisitions in that world in the past, companies like MuleSoft and Heroku. So interesting opportunities that lie ahead, obviously devils in the details and acquisitions don't always play out as people envision. So a lot of open questions there. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, last thing you mentioned was the, the solar winds hack, which I think we're all uh, on the edge of our seats awaiting details, but for those who are currently getting up to speed on it, SolarWinds, an IT company was found to be distributing, uh, sorry, SolarWinds, an IT management company was found to be uh, distributing a malicious software update that was being used to gain access to systems. And this work is uh, being attributed to a Russian government outfit. Um, it was initially found to be the cause of a breach at the US Treasury and is uh, now realized to have affected at least 18,000 other victims. And again, it's still early and the details are coming out, but given the political climate, the interconnectedness of the enterprise, this is a big, big story. We'll be tracking it closely and uh, yeah, we'll be on the edge of our seats with our popcorn. I feel like this is like the worst. I mean, not that there's ever a good time for something like this to happen, but I feel like this is the worst time because everyone's kind of trying to sign off for the holidays, close year end and then yeah, well, happens. it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but here we are, right? <laughs> Definitely not this year. Hopefully, hopefully next year. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, so that is definitely a lot of news, but is there anything I missed in my update or anything else, you know, top of mind for you that you're seeing in the news? Yeah, actually, you bring up a really good point. Enterprise Weekly, every Friday, we get a chance to, uh, you know, expand on a couple of news stories that happened that week, but not everything makes it into the Enterprise Weekly. And there's a couple of, uh, you know, stories or developments that while it doesn't make it into the Enterprise Weekly, we still as a, as a VC, as folks that care about enterprise, uh, keep an eye on. And, and so that one thing that I wanted to mention was a, a recent Wired op-ed by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. And it kind of went under the underneath the the radar. I don't know a lot of people that that talked about it and see a lot of mentions about it. But uh, Satya's uh, post was was uh, titled "Want a More Equi Equitable Future Empowers Citizen Developers." And in it, he explains that in order to more evenly spread the economic opportunity and, and better resilience, quote unquote, tech intensity must be democratized, and this is seen as 
adoption of technology, plus the capability of individuals to use it, plus the trust in the organizations that deploy it. Funny word, trust, Microsoft talking about it. Obviously, it's a PR stunt and a commercial. But I do believe that what he's saying is, is true. I mean, citizen developers have untapped potential and will push forward innovation in the industry. And we're already seeing this across the entire IT stack. Uh, the story itself uh, with regards to citizen developers is all about up-leveling, up-leveling uh, specialists like data scientists, cloud engineers, security talent, all of these folks hard to find. And if you can provide the tools to help these folks punch above their current weight class, that is huge. And there will be a ton more transformations that can happen in a, in a much swifter period of time. And as we track this space, it won't all be tech, but there are changes across process and governance um, that can be that can be done. And, and a lot of organizations are looking to tech companies and, and the way that they that they operate as uh, influence. But another thing I want to you know give a shout out for is that uh, you know a lot of innovations in low code, no code, orchestration, automation platforms, use of AI and ML will. I believe help uh, fill some of the skills gap and as well as the talent gap. Cool. Yeah, also on the talent gap, I heard that Amazon is going to retrain or pledge to retrain about 29 million people worldwide for high tech cloud computing jobs by 2025, which is interesting because in the past Amazon has done a few different retraining programs, but for Amazon employees and this retraining program, this go around is actually for you know, non-Amazon employees. Um, so what do you think about that? Yeah, Amazon, uh, very interesting story. So Amazon actually last year, I think maybe in some sometime in the summer, um, had announced that they were planning, as you mentioned, to retrain their own employees, something like 100,000 of them. And we're, we're going to put programs in place in order to, um, to the word I used before, up-level them, up-level them and um, and in, and in general help benefit the entire community. And as you think about it, uh, you know, Amazon likely doing this to help boost employee morale and keep their workers from leaving the company. But at the same time, I don't know if you remember, but they were, I mean, they were getting pummeled by the news from media sources for some of the unethical ways that they were treating their warehouse workers. And so it kind of just goes to show, you know, it came out with like this, they're, they're getting pummeled in the media. And so they come out with some feel good, hey, here's some benefit that we're providing to our employees. And then in this case, if we think about, you know, how they're being attacked in the media, this is another way for them, in my opinion, but it's, I mean, I'm sure it's not fully the case for them to say, hey, you know, we're giving back to the community, but there's another aspect to why they're doing this. I mean, we have talked in the past at length about the transformation to the cloud about the skills gap. And if Amazon themselves can say, hey, we'll train you so that you're locked into our into our platform, I think it'll just benefit them at the end of the day, just given that more sophisticated cloud skills are, are hard to come by and cloud itself is, is still really early innings. I think Andy Jassy, CEO of AWS mentioned that I think only 4% of IT spending is currently spent on, on cloud on, on the cloud. So um, still early days. And that just means that all the more potential for Amazon, if they can get more people to, to use them. 
Yeah, I wonder if Amazon will be one of the big tech companies. I mean, obviously they're in Seattle, not Silicon Valley. Um, you know, to, to move to Miami or, or Austin, Texas, just, just for a change of scenery and to mix it up like a lot of the other Silicon Valley tech companies are. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, the, uh, the, I mean, the, all of the conversation around migration, um, I don't know if it, it remains to be seen if there, there will be any, uh, you know, major tech hubs that move to a place like Miami, but it sounds like Austin is uh, a place where Oracle will be moving to. Um, I'm sure there are a bunch of rumblings for, for other places, but you know, for me personally, New York is home. I think I'll, I think I'll be here for a while. How about you, Carrie? Thinking about going anywhere? <laughs> um, not anytime soon for sure. But I know also, you know, New York has so many fortune 500s and they are, they are here for the long haul. They are probably not moving anytime soon. And that's where, you know, the startup scene likes to, to gather around. So I think New York is probably pretty, pretty good. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think we have a super vibrant community. If anything, it's only on the come up and people are starting to realize that. Um, you have folks coming from the West Coast coming to New York and just seeing a totally new ecosystem. So given to your point, the corporate ecosystem, the new thriving folks that are coming into the city, I think we are poised to, for impressive growth in the future. And Kelly, this is my favorite question, but do you have any predictions for next month? For, for next month, well, I feel like I live day by day, but <laughs> as, as most of us do now, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think next month will, will be interesting. I mean, aside from enterprise tech, I think we as all as humans are excited about the vaccines that are coming out. And um, well, with vaccines coming out, I know that that uh, changes some of the public stock market perception on cloud stocks. And it really, I mean, we're, we're in a crazy market. I wouldn't be surprised if we see another dip in cloud stocks, just like the, just like the way we saw it last time when uh, a vaccine was announced. But overall, you know, I think everybody's excited for the vaccine. I don't think it's going to be changing the need for cloud tools anytime soon, but, um, but definitely it, it'll be welcome. Um, and, and, and this is another thing that I mentioned before, but the solar winds incident, really, really drastic. I mean, so many organizations that were affected and just given the nation state involvement, political climate, climate, the presidency changing hands, um, as new information is released, it will, it'll just be really interesting to see what are the further implications, what other companies that we know of uh, were affected. And, um, and then also uh, there's always a response to it, right? From the vendor community, from the VC community, and not necessarily in an ambulance chasing way. I think that there obviously are a couple of bad apples that do some weird marketing tactics in the face of some adverse event. But I do think that we're at a point where the security community likes to band together. And I think there will be some you know, interesting discussions around what this, uh, you know, what this, uh, this hack means, the, the need for, you know, more scrutiny into the supply chain system, the risks involved with it, the risks involved with third parties. And so I think that'll be a, a big discussion topic um, in January. And then obviously in the new year, there's RSA. So that'll probably be all the buzz 
as well. And then, um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention is, you know, as we look at what we talked about today, Microsoft coming out trying to say, hey, we're doing good for the world. Amazon also coming out saying we're doing something good for the world. The other player is Google, right? And Google themselves have, have come into a little bit of a uh, uh, hot water recently for uh, further firing of a well-known uh, AI researcher. Um, in this case, if, if, uh, if folks haven't been uh, following, basically Dr. Tim Nick Gabriel academic paper that was submitted to a conference on the ethical considerations of ML models. And she uh, and her co-authors in the paper examined the risks of human biases perpetuated by these uh, massive and potentially incomprehensible data sets. And um, as, our re as our listeners might know, this is an area that we are definitely super passionate about. We have invested in a company called Arthur AI on the model monitoring side, which coincidentally actually did uh, raise a, uh, a new Series A round uh, from Index Ventures recently, but ethical AI is a, is a huge concern for us, it's a huge concern for the corporates that we speak with, and it's just interesting to see the, uh, you know, Google firing this well-known researcher after publishing this work, citing all these complications in the internal review process, but given that there is that controversy there, I wouldn't be surprised if Google responds publicly with some sort of, hey, here are some other good things that we're doing just in the same vein as, as uh, Amazon and Microsoft, but definitely, uh, definitely a crazy world. Um, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to chat with you, Kira, happy that the <laughs> snow's out and I'm gonna go play in it and, uh, you know, live my best life. <laughs> Yeah, um, John, for those of you who don't know, um, he's our general partner. He sent us pictures of his kids, which are like the cutest things playing in the snow. Um, but we can still do that too at our age. It is yeah. There's no age limit for these things. <laughs> there absolutely is no age limit. I just wonder if there's enough snow for us. That's, that's always the biggest concern. If there's enough snow to like roll a snowman, I think I think you're good. That's really all you need to do. Well, I think for the next episode, Hopefully we'll have both created snowmen and we can share it with our, our, uh, our dear listeners and viewers. I'll take a now. picture. <laughs> I'll take a picture. Before this started, Kelly was asking me if I had a, a picture that I could put up as a virtual background that I actually took myself. And I was scrolling through my phone thinking all I've taken pictures of in the past like 10 months is food I've eaten. So <laughs> I should expand my photography outside of the realm of food into other things. Same that I've here. Done. Same here. Um, yeah only food pictures and the food pictures are of my own food and I can't tell you if it looks any good but uh, if there's one silver lining um, I'm finally starting to uh, develop a new skill which might be cooking I'll have to ask my wife that's a that's a good skill to have and that's probably a great skill that Margaret wants you to have yeah. cool well I think that is a wrap for our second episode of Enterprise Radio uh, stay tuned for our next episode on January 29th, um, which just feels like a world away at this point, um, but we are doing these monthly. So thanks again for everyone who's tuning in and please share with your enterprise techie friends. And if you guys have any enterprise tech topics or people who you think would make great guests, please reach out to Kelly or I. Thanks everyone. Bye.